Hey everybody, welcome to Regardless, You've Got This. I'm your host, Skylar Sorkin. Say hello to the syllabus for your 20-something soul. The syllabus you never received in college is finally making an appearance. This podcast will inspire you to create your very own 20-something syllabus, ultimately guiding you towards your sole purpose regardless of self-doubt and what others think. Alrighty, let's just get to work. Of course that happened. Can you guys hear me okay? Really, should it be a little bit higher? Just a little bit louder, please. Yeah, um, test, test, test. Okay, that's better. Is that better? Okay, cool. Maybe even a little louder. Hell yeah. <laughs> like screaming loud, that's better, there we go, yeah. Oh my goodness. You guys, I am just so freaking excited that all of you are here with me today. It's pretty insane to think that I just started this podcast a year and a half ago. And now I'm here in front of all of my favorite people. And I was talking to my mom and my dad and I, you know, I do a lot of like, you know, performing and talking in front of C-level executives for my nine to five. But I actually was like nervous for the first time, which is good because it means that I'm really stepping outside of my comfort zone. And I think it's because you all mean just the whole world to me and thinking about it that should make me not nervous at all because you guys are here because you love me, you love what I'm creating, and you believe in it. Um, Okay, if that happens again, I'll change it. But with no further ado, welcome, welcome to Regardless in Real Time. I am so excited to have each and every one of you here with me today um, to really just experience what Regardless is as a live recording. Um, and I want to thank my brand sponsors, Boisson, for hosting this beautiful space. Ariana, you are amazing. Like, I just love you. And I want to thank, of course, Hayo for just being amazing in my journey. Um, and just the story of us meeting Pretty Cool was actually last year at South By. And I remember I went to this absolutely like alone. It was my first job out, out of college and they sent me there. And I was like, I need to meet George and Signe. And so I literally just walked up to you guys and started a conversation because I wanted to work with them. And then I guess like maybe four months later, I asked George to be on my podcast. And then a year later, like we have the entire team here, both you, Signe and Evan. So. Just, I think that just goes to show, like, regardless in real time, I was nervous of going, you know, up to them, but regardless of fear, I just went for it. And so you never know, like, really what stepping outside of your comfort zone, like, the sort of door that that could open up for you. So, so cool. Anyways, very, very special evening where I'm actually stepping outside of the studio, or what I like to call Sky HQ, and into the spotlight with all of you. So, welcome. And I just really, you know, um, open you guys all to trying to get cozy. We also have extra seats in the front. Like, seriously, come sit. <laughs> Kelly, come on, girl. <laughs> get cozy. Amazing. And just really open your minds up oh, to. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> 
I love it, I love it. Just really maybe open your minds to a new perspective tonight and you know we're gonna we're gonna talk about you know some things that could be challenging for some of us and maybe we're you know we're trying to navigate on where alcohol really takes a place in our life and so with no further ado I would love to introduce you all to Signe Cooper and Evan Quinn who are the founders of HIO the better than alcohol alternative you guys I'm so honored to be sharing the stage with you guys today. Thank you for having us. We are happy to be here. So Thank you for cool. having us. <laughs> I love it. So in order to get comfortable, let's all get a little bit uncomfortable for a second. Um, so I'm gonna actually have some questions for us all. So it's an icebreaker. So raise your hand here if you've ever intentionally gone into the night wanting to get wasted or drunk. <laughs> okay, everyone like look around though. Yeah. Okay, my dad's hand is like really high. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> okay, and then number two, raise your hand if you've ever perhaps relied on alcohol to numb anxiety, stress, depression. Yeah. Raise your hand here if you ever woke up the next morning being like, why the hell did I do that? Yeah, okay, so hopefully this makes everyone feel a little bit less alone. And now we know that, we really know why Boisson is in business and why Hio is in business, which is freaking amazing. Um, so Signe and Evan, I'm gonna you know, turn the question to you guys. When did you really start to experience you know, like drinking becoming prevalent in your lives? Like what was your experience with either party culture or binge drinking? Signe, I'll start with you. Mine honestly started younger when I like was thinking, I, I think back to when kind of in high school, honestly, even early teens where I first noticed it and it was at parties and around and people were drinking and I was around it and I was introduced to it and I partook in it at a young age. and. Um, as I grew older in high school, it only got more popular and more cool to drink and party and show up to parties with alcohol. Um, and then college was no different. Like I, I, uh, I'm originally from Nebraska, so I was, whoop, maybe not. Um, I'm so sorry to interrupt you guys. Brief intermission. I feel like it's a little bit weird on the ear. So Ariana, thank you. Sorry to interrupt. No, nope, cool. You can continue. I think it's just a little loud, perhaps. Let's check, check. Check, check. Check, check. Nice. Check, check. Is that good, guys? Okay, cool. cool. There Thank we go. you. Sorry, it was, it was feeling a little weird. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Um, but yeah, I, I moved out here for college um, to go to USC, which is also where I met Evan. Um, and it, w it wasn't any different. It was, in fact, it was even more prevalent at that point um, because there were students that could get alcohol and then there were very young students that wanted it. So um, it was all over the place. It was in Greek life, especially uh, around athletic events, um, kind of anything social uh, that, you know, was largely attended and like school related. It was also alcohol related in a way. Um, and I think the things that weren't were a lot harder to find. And so it had a prevalent place in pretty much everyone that I knew of's life. Um, 
and it kind of yeah led you know led me to where I am today but at the same time like it's now looking back a little surprising I think yeah absolutely Evan yeah so I had a pretty similar journey I would imagine everybody in here has a pretty similar journey where it got pretty normalized in high school and I'm trying to think of like what was worse right like whether you're experiencing it in high school and like you're going to parties and you, so you're having to drive not saying drinking and driving but like you're out and about whereas at college you know I met Signia at USC George also went to USC I was pledging a fraternity within a week of being in school you know just turned 18 and you know there at least it's controlled it's in it's in houses in the Greek system but you know the the volume of what you drink goes up significantly um, so there's there's danger associated with both right um, and it got normalized and I think my only the last thing I'll say on it is like I knew I'm trying to think back like when I when I first started you know pledging the fraternity I'd look at the older guys and I'm like oh I want to be like them I want to be like them and they're like pulling you know whiskey handles right and I'm like oh one day you know, I'm gonna do that too um, <laughs> not and not and not have to chase it with anything right um, so I just I thought it was cool and I thought it was what I aspired to be to be someone who could drink a lot and drink a lot in a very easy way um, which I never did end up getting good at that, so. It's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's kind of wild. Like, I know some of you, we were in Kappa together, um, and, like, looking back at our weeks, we would be going out to socials, like, Zachy, you know, <laughs> Tuesday, Wednesday, yeah, like, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and we would be, like, our pregame would be, like, five shots. As girls... First of all, like, did not eat enough in a day. Like, I don't, it's just absolutely absurd to me. And we thought that was totally normal and that's normalized in those systems. So, Evan, I'm curious, like, what inspired you to really make the transition from an overindulgent drinking environment to then creating, you know, a future for people who were sober curious? Like, what sparked this, this change for you or like an aha moment? Yeah, so this is primarily like the backstory of HIO and why we created it. Um, so George, who's not here, is our third co-founder. Um, him and I are best buds from school. Um, Signe has been one of, I lived with Signe in the dorms at SC. Um, she's now engaged to, uh, her fiance is like one of our best friends, so it's this weird close-knit circle, right? And, um, you know, we all looked at each other and we have very complementary skill sets. So like my background's finance and I got my MBA at UCLA. Um, George kind of cut his teeth uh, at Red Bull doing sales and marketing um, and Signe's a graphic designer by trade working at WME Endeavor so we all live in our own lanes and I think because I was like industry agnostic George is already in CPG we're like we should start some sort of product together and that's how the ideation around a beverage happened um, and then in April 2019 a, a fairly coincidental and traumatic event occurred where George and I both had family members hospitalized with alcohol related issues um, it's I'll, I see all your guys' eyes. All, everyone's healthy, everyone's sober. Um, both family members are doing well now today, but out of solidarity with those family members, um, we were still socializing on the west side of LA, going, actually, like, at Waterfront. You guys know Waterfront? We were at Waterfront, and we're like, hey, like, what do you guys have that's non-alcoholic? They're like, eh, go away. Like, Red Bull or water, like, here you go, right? And we thought that was messed up, right? We thought, you know, you shouldn't be punished for not drinking, right? There's a myriad of good reasons why people choose to drink less or, you know, moderate their drinking, and... Um, we thought that there should be a drink that deserved its place as a social table, one that you know we call a better than alcohol alternative. So it just had a better value proposition because we didn't think that 
you should be punished or met with a, a lesser than option um, when you're not drinking. Love that. And do you mind sharing a little bit more about how the mindful tonic is crafted? Like yeah. what are some of the ingredients oh, like, inside? What is it in the first? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, and oh, what is high? Um, yeah. Um, what is it? <laughs> oh yeah, sure. Uh, that thing. Um, yeah. So high is a mood boosting, stress relieving social tonic. It's a pretty fancy way of saying it's just like a fruit forward, uh, USD organic 30 calorie seltzer. Um, comes in three flavors: blackberry, lemon, peach, mango, and watermelon lime. And one of the main you know, value propositions and pillars of HIO is we wanted to give people the opportunity to feel that stress relief that you're usually seeking from alcohol, but instead coming from healthy functional ingredients. So if you turn the can around, you know, you'll see ashwagandha, L-theanine, lion's mane, cordyceps, ginger, and turmeric that all wrap up to create this idea of what we call the float. Um, so it's, it's supposed to give people kind of a stress relieving, kind of mood boosting and present feeling and make sure that they're also, you know, participating in being celebrated because there's a feeling associated with HIO. Um, yeah, and it's a healthier way to unwind. People usually drinking it and like that post 5 p.m., close the laptop, chill on the couch type occasion. I love it also because it encourages more balance going into the night. So like even if you are drinking, like you're having one to, do two, one to two drinks, excuse me, you can just grab a HIO and you feel like you're being a part of the fun. It tastes amazing. Like you're having a total mocktail in a can beautifully presented. I mean, it's brilliant. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. I think the, the thing that we like to promote as a brand, like it's, it's not like we demonize alcohol, right? You can start the night off yeah. with, with Hio and then get into drinking. You can drink and then end the night with Hio because you don't want something as close to bed. You can alternate. Like I think it's, it's great to moderate your drinking and whether it's a water in between or a, something like a Hio or a Hio. Um, <laughs> you know, definitely think, you know, people are being more mindful about how they're mixing in non-alcoholic drinks. I love it. Signe, curious, as a dear friend of both Evan and George, and really seeing them transition from, you know, being a frat member to then, you know, creating this insane brand, what inspired you to really support them in creating a long-term, you know, option for people who were either sober curious or maybe suffer from alcoholism? Oh my God, so much inspired me. Um... At a time, I mean, I started working with them, like Evan said, early on, um, when it was just in the drink category and they were throwing around ideas and concepts. And I actually came in as like a designer that they were consulting for just logos and simple things that were kind of the beginning concepts of a brand. Um, and that actually, I don't know how long, I don't even remember when that was, but it was a while before Ohio. Um, and then, April happened in 2019 and the guys, you know, had gone sober and at the time we were graduated for multiple years and, you know, we were out, you know, in our careers, in our lives, you know, on the weekends and keeping up on weeknights and like at that time very, very social, all of us um, and our whole friend group kind of included and seeing them not only, you know, go sober, you know, out of solidarity with their families and support their own families in such a meaningful and like difficult for a lot of people to do way. Um, that was one thing, just like as a person, it was very endearing to see that they were doing that. And then beyond that, I think it was also just kind of, um, you know, motivating to see them chase an idea that they really believed in. And I think when they came back around with HIO and 
at the time it was actually a different name, but it was a rough general concept, I'll call it. Um, they, you know, they the conversations got more serious. At the time, Evan was going to business school and applying there and hoping to make that a focus. And um, I started doing just more and more with them. I started helping them in more places, and I, I, it was really just to support them at first as friends, and then it became something that we went into COVID because that was 2019, and then it was 2020, and the world, you know, changed. Um, and there were just some things, you know, personally in my life, career-wise, where I was like, "What the hell do I do now? What do I do next?" And I at the time never thought i don't think i would i i would have never guessed i would have started a beverage brand um but these two came knocking and i thought it was a really cool concept that sounded really fun and they basically said we'll give you the keys to do whatever you want with the brand and i said bet I um love it. I so love <laughs> that's what happened so awesome it's so cool to to know from you and your your story that you never know what a friendship or you know relationship or meeting someone new can bring to you and you guys have created something freaking amazing so thank you um curious for you too where do you think or how do you think people may lose like their selves or maybe fall trapped to excessive alcohol consumption as they transition from college into the adult world and how are how are you guys supporting that transition Ooh, that's a big one. Um, for me, I think, like I was saying, when I was in um, kind of working in entertainment, I actually worked like two blocks from here, so this is also like very manifestation kind of. Um, but I worked, I like right out of college, I essentially was like very entry level position, um, working a long hours job at a, at an agency over here, and it. I honestly like the transition. It wasn't difficult because the same types of events and social occasions that were around in college for people were that but career-based, essentially, to me. Like, there were happy hours and there were, you know, different um, celebrations. And, you know, I remember, like, even, like, some of the um, holiday parties. Like, just that type of stuff where you kind of saw people in, like, a different lens. And it was crazy because they were these amazing, you know, progressive professionals at the same time as, like, letting loose and like getting wasted kind of and um and that was everywhere though it wasn't specific to like any company or any experience i had but it was just what kind of that 20 to 30 to 40 lifestyle looked I mean, like and beyond yeah like, yeah for a lot of people yeah it totally and so um we basically i think we looked at that and um you know tried to build something from there that felt inclusive that like Evan was saying like we were intentional about, intentional about the product and the feeling and wanting it to live in this space for a reason yeah. and um, and that's kind of how it got there <laughs> so awesome Evan microphone um, yeah no I think college is like isn't real life right like everyone like once you're done with college I think it's a really rude awakening where you're like oh shit like this is not yeah. this is not what I'm supposed to be doing and, and then like the way we describe it very early on was like we looked at each other and we're like this is me and George like a long time ago and we looked at each other we're like there's this straight line right like where you're trying to work out every day you're trying to progress in your career you're trying to like eat healthy Monday through Friday like you're doing all this 
And then come like Friday afternoon, like that straight line is just out the window, right? And you're like binge drinking from Friday afternoon until like maybe maybe even Sunday, but you know, Sunday, right? Or like on Sunday, you're hating your life and you're like closing the, the blinds and you're trying to like restart everything to make sure you're good on Monday. And we just thought that was like really messed up. Like why for people, and I, got, I guarantee everyone in here is that way where you're trying to be the best version of yourself. Like why doesn't that apply to the social setting, right? And so we wanted to bring effectively sneak wellness into the social setting where you could feel good in the moment and good the next day. And I think for what we do as a brand, like we don't demonize alcohol in any way. I think trying to create like the black and white um, divide there like really doesn't help. We're trying to create a gray area where it doesn't matter if you drink, it doesn't matter if you don't drink, like it should be cool you know, whatever you choose to do and whatever you choose to drink. And I think that's the only way um, it'll become more normalized. And I think we're there as a brand to support people and the decision that they make. So HIO stands for happy in your own. I think half of the battle of moderating your drinking is becoming comfortable with those decisions. Um, and so we just want to offer support as a brand, you know, not only with a great product, but also like three of us and then other people in the community in our you know, Ohio family that are supporting you, so. Yeah, no, that's so important. I think a lot of, especially as 20 something year olds, there's really this black and white thinking when it comes to drinking where I see it a lot where people are like, I, I can't have this drink, like I can't have this glass of wine because like I just don't wanna drink tonight, but like a glass of wine is completely okay and it's all about balance like there's something to be said about having a glass of wine with like your meal and you don't have to wait till friday to then like black out and let all of the rules go which is crazy because then you wake up on monday and like now being 25 like you feel it yeah. and it sticks was, with you and that anxiety for like the next week yeah that was the other point i was going to bring up was yeah. that like <laughs> as you get older it just kind of happens and sometimes it doesn't right sometimes the drinking continues and whatever else you're doing like continues but your body doesn't respond the same way like I'm about to be 31 and I'm like yeah I just one yeah. I don't drink because of the aforementioned reasons and stuff and running a alcohol alternative company hungover is you know quite <laughs> ironic I feel like um, not in full integrity <laughs> yeah yeah but like also like your body tells you to like I, I think when you're in your early 20s you're like there's no way I'm going to be like that 30 year old that like can't drink anymore like I'm for sure going to be drinking forever or like doing all the same things and I think life kind of gets to you and you know physically just goes yeah. that way right yeah and it was kind of cool I remember this past summer I was like sober for a month or so and I would still go out to parties of course and the conversations that I was having with people were amazing first of all like the connection that you create with someone and really getting to know them and being in complete presence with them is truly game-changing and like being in sync with the universe after having a conversation and then seeing like the opportunities that came my way holy like that would not happen if i was drinking because it blocks you from being present with someone and exchanging real energy that you really don't get if you're fucked up yeah, I think a lot of people think that they like can't do it, right? Like they can't yeah. go to a party and not drink. Like that'd be weird, right? Like I, I need to drink because it helps me be me and it helps me like lubricate myself to be able to be funny and have the conversation or else I, my social anxiety will take over or, or whatever. So I think it's something that, you know, gets easier over time, right? Like I think the three of us represent the entire spectrum. Like George is fully sober. He's been fully sober for uh, two and a half years now. I drink once a month, maybe. And I'm not saying he's like an alcoholic or anything like that. But like we represent all, all the sides of the- oh. Sick 
you. I'll take the mic at this point. Um, we'll let Evan stop talking. <laughs> take a breath. Um, no, I'm a social drinker. Uh, and I, I was going to say earlier when he was saying, no, I don't think there's anything wrong, too, with being mm. someone who's who enjoyed drinking. Like, yeah. we're also not here, even though we are an alcohol, alcohol alternative brand, we're not here as a brand to tell you that enjoying alcohol is a messed up thing to do. Because a lot of people do it. And it's a normal to a lot of people. And like you were saying, I think the moderation is where a lot of people lose control and they lose sight of what you're actually trying to do, have those conversations, make connections, foster you know, good community. And I think alcohol clouds a lot of that. People get lost in it. And I think if you find a way to work it in your life, to work it into your life in a way that makes sense and suits you, mine is like, yeah, the wine at dinner, perfect, perfect example. Like my parents raised me on wine. I like a glass of wine. Um, also a cocktail, like if I'm going out to a venue or a concert, like I will definitely have a cocktail. Um, but I think to what we're trying to do, it's one of those things where like, we are trying to be just the alternative option where we're not coming in and telling you what you're gonna do is wrong or what you wanna do is, you know, messed up. It's it's not healthy, um, but if you want to do it, have fun. But you can also enjoy us in the same occasion in the same way, and you know, make more memories, <laughs> feel better in the morning, uh, be healthier overall. The longer that you do it, so uh, it was kind of like a cumulative benefit thing as well. Absolutely, I love it. I love it. How do you guys really differentiate yourself in the? There's going to be a Q and A at the end. Do you, do you mind waiting? Oh, 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 you can you can ask it. No, I'm such a patient creature. Oh. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Soon, I promise. So, really, in the non-alcoholic industry, it's obviously booming right now. I mean, like you look around the shelves, and there are so many brands. There's non-alcoholic beers, spirits, like mezcal drinks, wine, champagne, you name it. So, how do you guys differentiate yourself, first of all, and really, how do you like continue to? communicate your brand pillars to connect with people on a personal level? Yeah, um, I think I'll kind of, I'll go from the brand end there. Um, for us, we, when we were in that occasion ourselves and when we were kind of looking for that alternative, um, we looked at, you know, what we wanted ourselves. And at that point, seltzer was very, very popular. Um, and we knew that was something that worked. And we saw even large companies, like global companies, you know, Budweiser and, you know, uh, and beyond that, and beers, Heineken, you know, launching non-alc alternatives. Um, but they were all falling into, and, and some of the brands do, they fall into, we kind of categorize it as like two spaces, but there's essentially the mimic space where that's your wines, your spirits, um, and the same things that have the taste, they have the form, but they don't have the function. Okay. Um, so then aside from that, there's functional non-alcoholic, which is where you get into the adaptogens, the nootropics, all of the ingredients, Evan carefully listed for you earlier. Um, and and so I think that's A, what like separates us is just the function, the inclusion of functional ingredients is what separates us from the traditional non-alc in general that has been you know longer running, I think, as an industry. Um, but then beyond that, as a, as a brand in general, um, with the popularity of Seltzer and us realizing that and combining these functionals, we were looking a lot at like the format of what people liked to drink, what was you know something that was comfortable, what was enjoyable, um, and you know 
I think a flavor was a huge thing for us too. We wanted it to not taste like alcohol, <laughs> to not you know uh, to not be something that you know you could only have in certain quantities or really strong or yeah. pungent. Um, so we went with accessible flavors and inclusive you know packaging and something that you know fits nicely in your hand but also on a shelf and um, and around that we put a lot of thought into it about just what people in that occasion and what we in that occasion needed. Um, and I think so far, like the intention and the mission behind the product and everything you heard from Evan for why they even started it has added to that yeah. and has shown people that we're doing this for a reason and because we saw it in our own lives. Um, and, and now how do we give them the best possible alternative? What's you know the best tasting, the most efficacious, the you know, the, the coolest drink to have. Sure. Anything to add? Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, no, I, I mean, first and foremost, I want to say, like, this category is one that it's a rising tide raises all boats. We're all on a very collective mission to help people drink less and be more mindful. And so it's not a, like, doggy dog type category, you know, whether you like. And I think that there's a format, right? Everyone likes something different in the alcohol occasion. And there's a there's a brand and there's a format for everything that you like. So we don't like yuck the um of anyone in our category. And I think Signe said it well about the product. Like our purpose has always been to create the most accessible alcohol alternative there is to make the decision to drink less as easy as possible. So we're like the only USA organic beverage in the category, which should lower the barrier for people to know that it's a better for you product. Um, we're probably one of the most functional like I said, like there's a ton of functional ingredients in Hio. The accessibility of the flavor profiles are fruit forward. Um, some of the brands are more herbaceous, aromatic, and earthy, which again, there's a pick your poison for whatever you like, right? Um, and then, you know, the branding is super inclusive. Um, I think I think it's a little bit, it would be a little bit backwards to create a brand that like makes you feel super exclusive and like you need to fit a certain, you know, archetyped to drink this drink. It's like, no, everyone should feel included and social and heard in this category. And so we just wanted to make that barrier to reach for HIO or anything else really um, as easy as possible. That's awesome. Thank you. Evan, I have a question for you. Okay, so if you could go back to your younger self, um, perhaps you were in college at this time, what sort of advice would you give yourself? Like, what is it that you wish you would have known? Oh man, um, I don't know. Cause like in one part, like my backstory as you know, a fraternity brother and the binge drinking I did do all the way up and through my mid twenties, like it kind of led me to where I am today. So in a weird way, I'm like grateful for the path that I've had. And I think it gives me perspective um, on both sides of the coin, right? I know what it's like to not drink. I know what it's like to drink a lot. And I know all the events you go to, you know, and like in the, the, the mindset you're in at, at those events. So. Um, I don't know. I, I think I've, I've loved my journey where I'd probably be like, just keep, keep doing your thing and um, you'll end up where you need to end up. Um, you know, I went the, well, I'm sure we'll talk about like, you know, how we got here a little bit, but like I went the finance route and it wasn't something that I felt passionate about. And I always knew I wanted to do something entrepreneurial and my grad school gave me the space to do it. So, you know, I think everything happens for a reason. And it's a super sad story of like why we started HIO, but it's, Ever since, like they're both of the family members are four years sober. They're very healthy. They're a lot happier than they were, you know. And we've spun up a, a fairly successful company out of it. So not for nothing, you know. 
all things considered, pretty good. I love that. I mean, that's why regardless exists. So regardless of going through those really challenging experiences, either with alcoholism or seeing a friend have to experience it, it's led you to where you are now and for them as well. So like that piece of advice is invaluable. And thank you for sharing that because it's something that we should always remind ourselves of. Agreed. Signe, yes. what sort of advice would you give someone who is maybe feeling pressured to participate in binge drinking and they don't really know how to like, you know, effectively communicate that to their friend group? Um, everything in moderation, I think. Um, and knowing that like you don't have to make an overnight change, I think. For everyone, it's a journey. And if especially you are in a lifestyle that pressures you into that, and I think a lot of us are, and you know, we were in, you know, sorority and fraternity life and at college, especially. Um, and so I think it can be hard in those younger years when it's like really embedded in, you know, your social occasion. But luckily now there are places like this. Yeah. There are things happening that are like fully non-alcoholic. So luckily I think people can start taking advantage of that. But beyond that, too, I think it's, you know, growing outside of, you know, your comfort zone and really trying to kind of find who you are as an individual and do what makes you happy. And I think the older that you get, luckily, the, the more you realize the people that stick around in your life or like who you want around and, you know, you are the company you keep, essentially. So. I think a lot of it, if you have friends right now that are also just embedded in it, and that's why that's there's pressure. If they're pressuring you to drink, I would just say they're not that cool, yeah. um, <laughs> honestly, at the end of the day. Um, but at the same time, you know, even just like the stigma of it, of like, why aren't you drinking? Or if you're telling them and then people think there's something wrong with you or you have a health condition or something happened, um, where now I would say like, you know, especially if you are a drinker or a heavy drinker, like, you know, try a night where you one on one off. Try a night where it's it's just one night. Take a dry January. Like you can start slow. You don't have to overnight decide I'm not going to drink anymore and I'm fully non-alcoholic. It's you know, I'm I still drink. <laughs> Thank you, Evan. Uh, no, just kidding. Um, <laughs> tons. Uh, no, I don't actually. But I drink often enough where it's the most of all of us. So um in that though too but that's nothing to be there, ashamed of exactly like, like, yeah we laugh no oh, i no, know no. Evan, this is like we're not coming down on you at all i'm just making funny um no but it's one of those we things where you. like there there is pressure and there is like tension around it and yeah. people feel weird about it sometimes and like i still like even i think in a conversation the other day like we were at a team dinner and uh everyone else didn't get a cocktail but like that night i was stressed and like it was a really like spicy Asian dinner and one of the cocktails sounded amazing. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna order myself a cocktail. And in the moment, like I did feel weird, but like there was like a thing where he said, like, like it comes up and you feel like you have to like give defense. a, yeah, yeah give yeah. a defense for yeah. something both ways, yeah. whether you're yeah. drinking or whether you're not. And so um, I think at the end of the day, as long as you surround yourself with people who are open to your ideas and your curiosity and who support that, and maybe they are themselves too, um, that's really all you need. Like it's, it's really, I think, having those types of people in your life and then 
too, just discovering what fits your life best, what style, if, if it's fully sober, if it's occasional drinking and in moderation um, and, you know, being healthy about it because at the end of the day, you know, alcohol has been shown to lead to a lot of very negative side effects. Um, yeah. So not fully promote it and like heavy use, but at the same time, you don't have to strictly you know, yeah. draw a line somewhere. And there's also like so many activities that you can do that don't involve alcohol, um, like making oh, awesome so dip, many. like so many. And yeah. even if it does involve alcohol, like if you want one glass, like of course that's fine or a couple. But I think really like the goal of this conversation is just to share that like there's a world where you do not have to numb, you do not have to rely on alcohol to make you feel, you know, important, heard. And that there's a world where you can go into the night feeling in total control, relaxed, and enjoy like the friends that actually enjoy you instead of blacking out because like life is way too short. And so you really want to remember those moments. Um, so with that being said, I would love to welcome you guys all to Syllabus Steps, um, which is really a time for us to recap what we've learned from our guest speaker's journey and really how we can actually integrate both Signe and Evan's insights into our lives. So with that being said, do you guys have any tools, books, resources, podcasts that have really helped you to prioritize balance and perhaps, you know, go into a night creating a meaningful relationship with alcohol? Yes. Um, this will also, this would also, I was just thinking, would probably be George's answer too. Um, but, because uh, I know he does it, but mindfulness and meditation was something that was huge for me, especially like in my career life um that I was missing for a long time and like in college I didn't even know what it was um and I didn't really have like that relationship with myself where I would take a moment and give myself the space to decompress to relax to unwind without that societal pressure and I was always you know fixated on what I was doing the job I was at where I was going who was going out what you know they were doing and it was one of those things where I think I kind of lost track of that so uh through the corporate work and whatnot i got into it thank god and um there's a, i mean there's plenty of like mindfulness and meditation material out there um i'm trying to think if there's any specific actually i'll tell you one that i love i don't know how many people in here have ever been on a peloton um but they have a mindfulness section where you can just do meditation yeah you if you own a peloton or ever see one in a gym anywhere um they have all different types of like workouts and they have one guy on there, his name's Ross. And he just, <laughs> I'm not kidding you guys. He has like the most calming voice. He just, and you can do anywhere from like five to 20 minutes. You don't on have the to, phone too. Um, yeah, you can do it on the Peloton app. So like you can do it from either the bike or wherever. Okay. And um, I did that for a while when like I was going through COVID and I was just super stressed out and in my house alone all the time. And my brain was just not in like a healthy, good place um and that was before i was fully on at Ohio too mm -hmm. um much happier since <laughs> but um but other than that like integrating that just into your everyday and finding out what works for you um but yeah i think too um i actually today just accidentally bought a book but i wanted it i didn't mean to purchase it i was looking at accidentally i like it? meant i was gonna like add it to cart and like save it for later oh. and then i literally clicked the one click buy um and i was like Oop. The universe, it was supposed it to happen. To have, yeah. um, but it was called The Perfectionist Guide to Losing Control. And Okay, I need that. 
right? Doesn't it sound great? It had five stars. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I've, I've been, like, that's, like, one book I've read, but there are other ones. Um, there's one called, like, The Art of Not Giving a Shit, I think it's called. Oh, Giving a Fuck? Or, yeah, not yeah. Giving, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. So, so all of those, yeah, there are all these great ones, but, like, those types of things. Is it, though, is it? Or does it just have the cuss thing? I don't know. I'm. I don't. It's so weird how my brain saw like the F word. Yeah. But maybe people could see something else. Exactly. Well, I think there's a variety too. There are like different titles. There's okay. many like that. But even just making the time for yourself to to read anything that gives yeah. your mind space to like not focus on the everyday anxieties of life, um, that's always really helpful. To just you know read something that lets you learn something new that lets you, you know, not focus on whatever your day-to-day -day yeah. is and kind of gives you the space to to have a moment of self-care amongst it all. And podcast. And listen to podcasts. There's something called Regardless, which yeah. is all about this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll keep it super short just because I think everyone's different, right? And everyone, like, I'm not going to say, like, everyone needs to work out. If you, like, if you don't work out, then you don't work out. Totally cool. So I think carving out a little bit of your day to do a couple things that fill your cup, whether it's working out, reading, taking a long shower, what, like whatever. Um, everybody's different. And I, I, I feel like almost like a hypocrite up here, like saying it, because like I don't really take my own advice. Like I kind of I kind of like just I, I burn out on Hio. Like I love what I do and I work a million hours a day and I spend time with my girlfriend and I, I try to get a workout in if I can. And um, I think just trying to find things that fill your cup, right? Everyone's different. Um, just make time for yourself because there's always time to work and there's always more work to be done. And um, I'll take my own advice now. I love that. And also every day is different. Yeah, for sure. And sometimes your body is going to want to work out and release energy. And other days you're just going to want to take a long shower with Sage. Like me yesterday was the most stressful day. Roman knows, my mom knows. But I just had to chill the fuck out and take a long shower because my brain was just going, going. And when you're in that space of like stress, fight or flight, fear mode, you're not able to welcome in any good energy, first of all. But like you can't get anything done successfully because you really have to prioritize yourself. And unfortunately, if we don't prioritize ourselves and focus on self-love, then shit will hit the fan if you keep on ignoring it. Um, and I think the same goes with drinking and numbing. So you, you, got, you got to listen to yourself and you gotta work through things, yeah. So, fill in the blank, regard, I'm gonna ask Signe first. Regardless of blank, I am blank. Oh my, I know. how long do we want to make this? Um, whatever, you, you can give us both, or just one. Um, <laughs> I'll do whatever like the you longer want. one. I, well, I think you're, Dad, is your dad here? Yes. Yeah, my dad I, is here. I think here. He, he asked me this earlier, and I thought of one, and it was like very long. Um, but but wait, we we already no, but we already. Uh, he's a great brand dad, by the way. Like asking your he's brand questions. Like, really? Hello. Yeah. He was saying he had us fill in the blank. He was prepping us. He's so great. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. Feel a little floaty. Um, no, but um, I think regardless of you know, where I thought I was going at a young age and what I thought kind of society made seem normal. Um, I ended up kind of listening to myself with the help of these two and I ended up really reevaluating in my life like what matters 
And I think taking a moment, like we just said, with that mindfulness and that being in tune with yourself and your own expectations of what you want of your life versus what everybody else wants of theirs or yours, um, it's, it's that. And regardless, regardless of being told by all of society you know, what you should do, I, you know, I still think that everything we've done and everything that's brought us here today was for a complete reason. I think it's here to stay. I think it's not going anywhere, and I, I'm happy that we can be a like leader in that. It's beautiful. Evan. Hi, I'm Evan. Um, no, I had an answer, and then I was talking to your dad, and now I have a different, I have a different, different answer. Because like my first answer, because it's regardless of blank, I am, and I don't think I want to do one about me. I think it's like regardless of what you do, like be passionate about what you do, because. You know, if, if we're talking to 20-something-year-olds, right, I've seen all my friends try to go into finance, go into something that they're not passionate about, and then by 24, 25, 26, they all have pivoted, right? And so, like, regardless of what you're doing, you need to be passionate about it within the working world because if you have to have a career and you have to be doing it X amount of hours per week, like, you might as well love what you do. And um, if there's some, you know, positive societal impacts, like, all the better, right? So, um I've never worked harder on something. Like I work twice as hard now than I used to in finance, but I love it, right? Because we're doing something so great and um, we're helping people you know, change their lives for the better. And um, so just whatever you do, whether you're happy in your career path right now or you're already doing that thing you're passionate about, like that's gonna be right. I love, love, love that. You guys, thank you so much. I actually, this just came to mind. I think it could be really cool. Um, does anyone want to give us and everyone here like there regardless? Does anyone have like one that comes to mind right now um, regardless of blank? I am blank. Yeah, mom? I was gonna... Do you want the mic? Yeah, she does. <laughs> Hello. No. So I, I want to piggyback, but I think what I'm going to say for you, Sydney, and I can resonate with this is regardless of the noise, I know my truth. Ooh, that's that's the episode title. Yeah. Ooh, do you think? She's <laughs> <laughs> the best. So I'm gonna open this up to the audience. Um, I know Gabrielle, you had a question, my love. Um, and if anyone else has any comments, questions, ideas, thoughts, like free advice here, like let's go. This is like very 
fortuitous, and I don't want to give anything away. I don't even know if I'm allowed to say this. I'm, we're having a meeting with Soho House uh, next week. So hopefully, uh, maybe we'll be there soon, um, knock on wood. But um, yeah, in that occasion, I think right now, like post in my post-college life, in my career life, even when I was around here, it was a big part of that. And I think luckily, I at that time had these two in my life that kind of started my mind and the wheels turning there. Um, but there's not a lot of people like that yet. I would say, A, you can always introduce your friends to it. So there are plenty of options around, like find what you like, find a fun way to integrate it. Like have a night where like just your pregame is sober. If they want to drink while out, like yeah. something like that. Or where if you're like that, that type of thing where it's like, it's the same type of mentality of moderation and I think more and more nowadays people, you know, are looking for social occasions that feel more meaningful and that feel easier to kind of talk and connect with people without just immediately going to the drinks. So like either just suggesting the alternative or at the same time as like bringing it a lot of like the number one thing I think we hear in our reviews uh, is or one of like the positive pieces of feedback that we hear is that like when people are drinking it, they're like, so many people ask me like what I'm drinking. Like they're very curious about it. And I, I mean, I, I love the packaging. Um, and like I, we dip, we put it in the can for a reason and like people like it. And I think it's, you know, it's a conversation starter as both a product and then just, you know, looking nice in a can. And so people ask about it naturally. And then at the end of the day, you know, if you bring it out with you, there's it opens up that space and you control from the narrative from there. Like, yeah. you make it cool from there. I also see what you're saying, though, because I completely experienced this um, being in the corporate world of everyone just getting fucked up at the company and they're like, old. <laughs> like, so, sorry, like, I'm like, what is going on? Yeah, it, it's very toxic. And... But babe, at the end of the day, it's gonna be up to you and like you're gonna, it's so hard, but like you're gonna have to make the decision and be like, okay, I'm capping myself at like two to three drinks tonight and if they wanna continue going out, like enjoy, I'm gonna go home, take a bath and go to bed. They exist and I mean, it's, it is crazy. It is crazy. Like, but I think it's just knowing like your, your escape route when you're done and not feeling pressured that you have to, um, you know, entertain or participate. We didn't really get to talk a lot about like the marketplace and like where we think it's going in the future. And I think the, the other pillar of like the better than alcohol alternative, right? There's flavor, functionality, pricing, brand. And the fifth one is convenience. It's really hard to make the decision to drink less when those options are not available. And I think as we can see in this room, like there's plenty of supply now and i think what all these brands are going towards is making it convenient to grab them yeah. i think the on-premise channel um, so bars and restaurants and hotels is like a perfect example of like where it's going to go and there'll be dedicated menus yeah. for products like this um just but on the business side like that yeah. route to market that is what yeah mm-hmm. yeah yep. yeah for sure so it's indulging in those, and yeah. I think it's, I mean, anecdotally, like, we're in we're at some bars on the west side of LA, like Waterfront and Winston yeah. House and all that, and, like, yeah. the barbacks, and like, they drink half the product, right? Because, like, I don't know if, like, <laughs> yeah. which is fine, yeah. fine for <laughs> us, right? Sales are sales. Um, but then they become the biggest brand ambassadors for you, and I think, 
you know, I don't know. I, I don't work in the industry. I don't know if gone are the days where you're you're taking shots with the people that you're serving. Like, I don't know if that's become less and less. But I think having these conveniently with you in your bar, or in your restaurant, or in your hotel, or whatever, um, makes it a little bit easier to say no and drink something a little bit better. I agree. I mean, you look at Coachella. Like, you, there's a huge. I think the new bar is there, or someone. Yeah, it's so amazing. Like, I for sure, I love what you said about convenience, and I think that's going to be a game changer. And two, something that just, like, came to mind, I think, when he was talking about just, you know, convenience and, you know, making it easily accessible is that it's, it also, and we kind of touched on this a little bit, but, like, the float and all of the ingredients, like, they are, they do produce a feeling. Like, they do, they, the ingredients are shown to yeah, reduce I, I feel a little, like... Like, to reduce anxiety. Yeah. They, yeah, they, and, like, cordyceps and lion's mane are yeah. mushrooms that are used in a lot of, like, mental, like, they help with memory, they help with focus. So, like, we were very intentional about the things, and I think that's kind of, too, like, a, bonif a benefit to functional non-alc of being, like, you know, being able to, to still go into the occasion with something that's, like, gonna give someone a feeling and it's it's not like you're you're just going in and you're like oh yeah I'm trying to sip water all night and especially if your friends do want to go hard where it's like you know you can still take a drink with them if you want but then also you can enjoy a number obviously of alternatives that fit in just as well and you know hopefully and like I think we've seen so far like our historically two-year data is that like it actually catches on. <laughs> yeah, pretty cool. I feel like it's going to have a complete impact in, you know, overly traditional alcoholic systems like Greek life, corporate parties. And so it will be very, very exciting to see what happens in the next five years or even two. Um, but do we have any additional questions? Yes, Maria. Yeah, I think when we were first product formulating, like we had a working knowledge of, okay, we, we, like we did a lot of testing at UCLA where it's like, okay, why do people drink? They want to feel stress-free. They want to feel present. They want to feel social, which sometimes has a little bit of an elevated feeling. Um, so we knew like the adaptogenic and nootropic world was where we wanted to go. Um, we worked with a third party, like medicinal herbalist out of Venice. Um, she was very trendy. Um, and we worked with like a professional beverage developer where like we, we worked on the functional stack with her. And then we went to the beverage developer, like it needs to be organic. No more than 30 calories. Tastes amazing because taste matters more than function. Um, and like wrap it up into a, an amazing beverage. So I think for us, like adaptogens and nootropics were still largely new ingredient categories and they're still pretty foreign to people. So we wanted to use ones that were kind of the most popular. So like ashwagandha, everybody is now pretty familiar with it. But also worked synergistically to create that float feeling. So like ashwagandha helps with stress relief. You know, cordyceps is good for like a little bit of natural energy, like so you're not just like sunken into the couch in the social setting. Um, and lion's mane, nalathenine are really good for your brain function and focus. Um, so they all work together. And we had ginger and turmeric in there because we wanted those ingredients. The other ingredients are largely foreign, and so ginger, ginger and turmeric were like a signal that this is a better for you product. Um, now we have the USDA, USDA organic moniker on there, which we're the only USDA organic beverage in the category that kind of gives that signal as well. Um, but we're always trying to ensure like, hey, this is very efficacious. It's, you know, there's 200 to 300 milligrams of each of the functional ingredients in every can. 
um, over one and a half grams of functional ingredients. So really trying to like deliver on that promise that we made. Love it. Any additional questions? Yes, Sid? Hi. Hi. Um, so it was actually in the beginning when Skylar asked the question about, you know, like raise your hand if this, raise your hand that. And in all honesty, I didn't raise it that high because Skylar knows me. I've known her with sorority sisters. I was never that girl who blacked out all those things. So this whole category is very, you know, it's not even like a, you know, toot my own horn thing. It's like, yeah. this is very like unfamiliar for me, this like this question of everyone is saying, oh, well, evaluate your relationship with alcohol. What does it mean to you when you go and you order a drink or when you do three, four, five, that, that was never me. And so, but that doesn't mean I'm not looking to be cognizant of, you know, when I order a drink, why? So I think when you guys said the gray area, that was like a light bulb thing for me because I feel like I'm in that gray area and how do you plan to market or like grow this in the gray area? Because I feel like that's a lot of me and my friends is we're in the gray area. I guess I'll go first. Hi. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so we got into Erwan. No, I'm sorry. Um, um, no, I think the one thing we didn't mention, I think it's great that we've been harping on this of like binge drinking and how to reduce that. But I think what we do is we live in the really great areas where alcohol is the current default, but it doesn't need to be. And we don't yuck yum or like demonize alcohol in any way. I think we try to live in like that weekday drinking occasion and save the tailgates on Saturday for drinking. Cause like each alcohol is not going anywhere. Like it's super ingrained in society. And I think if we can be there to show people that they don't, we're not a sober drink, right? You don't need to go sober to enjoy Ohio. It's just, if you want to drink less, which is, a lot of little more people than people who want to go sober. I think that's the way we truly lower that wall and bring both sides together to show that there is a gray area. Cause it's not, I think we would fail pretty, pretty quickly if we're like, Hey, you have to be sober to drink high. Like that's absolutely not the case. And we've seen even in our own data, like 85 to 90% of people still drink. It's just, they want to take a night off or something like that. So, um, knowing where we play in the zeitgeist of, the social setting is super important for us to create the gray area. And I, th I mean, I'm trying to think about your question too, just in that, that like not traditionally having that. And I think um, for being someone who's still curious and conscious about like what they're drinking, um, just like my like art school answer would be like, have fun and get creative. Like, one of my favorite things to do is like go to the wall, you know, at Erewhon and just pick out something random and like discover it. And like it, with a non-elk space, I, I have a lot of fun doing that with the other, you know, we luckily working in CPG get a lot of samples and a lot of, you know, are at events where there are all of these other products. So we get to try them. And it's like one of those things where it's a new space for everyone, luckily. So like everyone's kind of in that gray space a little. And you know, some people are on you know one end of the spectrum, they're sober or whatnot, but like everyone's still new to the category because it hasn't been around that long outside of maybe the traditional like non-alcoholic beer. And even then it was like two companies. Um, but yeah, I think being curious about that and being open to it and like, you know, I think as long, Something for me, even as Evan was talking, that like just when they first, I think, came to me with like, 
you know, some of the ingredients we were going to use. I didn't know what like a couple of them were. And I was like, what are you talking about? And, um, and so I felt also in that kind of like, I don't know what this is, but I'm interested and it sounds cool, but I have no idea what it'll do. And I think the more that you like allow yourself to learn about it and, and, you know, learn from the people that are interested in it, it, it kind of opens the doors for, for it to become more normal and become more part of society. So they're, you know, there is less of that polarizing kind of feeling when you go out. Does that answer your question? <laughs> yes, yes, Vicente. business question yeah great um cool let's talk um no i mean i think we've we launched right after covid started and i think honestly it was a benefit where people were drinking a lot during covid and i think the societal tailwinds coming out of it were probably to like rethink a little bit of their relationship with alcohol and i think most of these brands have been built online so like our route to market was direct consumers where we've built our community and our, our fervent following. And so that was met by that consumer demand. Um, and I think we've, we've stocked out three or four times. And I, I just, we thought the biggest challenge we would have is having to explain to people what adaptogens were, what nootropics were, like what each one does, like all of that. But honestly, it's been, people have been very receptive to it um, and just have a general knowledge of like there's, there's, we are riding a big tailwind after COVID of like people looking for these types of products. And right now the supply is all online, but most people obviously buy drinks in store. And that's where, you know, all these brands are going towards. And I think we had a harder time with the larger retailers last year, but those conversations are becoming a lot more warm. Um, and then I think not for nothing, like we're going through just their classic, like, early stage CPG startup stuff where we're raising money, we're hiring, we're doing all those things. And um, I think a lot of brands kind of build their teams too fast and hope that the growth comes. Whereas we've stayed very lean. There's still four people who work at HIO and you know, that makes our hair go gray faster and we're very stressed <laughs> out. But um, I think that that's been rewarded. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't think that answers your question, but maybe it does. It's awesome. Well, unfortunately, I think we have to wrap it up. Um, this has been absolutely amazing. I wanna thank the two of you for, again, sharing the stage with me and being vulnerable and sharing your story and just really what HIO represents. So it's just amazing. And I wanna thank everyone again thank for being here and supporting regardless. <laughs> it just thank means, you, Tyler. Like, literally. Thank you for being an amazing host who's like, and absolute vision just I love you to you and for creating the space and for all of you guys for coming this has been like totally awesome and i did yes i yes for giving this space, this retailer for for making this space seriously ariana like i don't know what i would do without you and i did quickly want to just touch no on something that i totally forgot which is psycho because like how did i forget this but what is regardless um i forgot um <laughs> but i'm gonna tell you now so Regardless is really a place where you can be truly unapologetically yourself, regardless of setbacks, limitations, challenges, eating disorders, trauma we may face. 
how do we continue to strive towards our future selves? And so throughout, especially throughout college for me, I was really craving this platform that was empowering that I could really lean on during challenging times that was somewhat relatable and also funky. And then I also realized that college really fails us with not providing us with any resources, tools to guide us through life and how to adult, whether that's how to ask for a raise, how to budget, how to navigate difficult friendships, relationships. And so that is why Regardless exists, to really support like-minded 20-somethings plus um, through the podcast and now obviously beyond, which is so freaking exciting. And again, I just want to thank you all because I would not be here truly without you. Um, Everyone here, I just adore each and every one of you. So I just want you to know that. And again, thank you to Basan, Newfix, Hio. Also, very exciting news. I had to take a breath uh, because I'm so excited. But this summer, I'm actually launching an exclusive jewelry collaboration of regardless with Leah Jessica Jewelry. I'm wearing some of the bling right now, but it's all- So cute, oh my God, I'm so excited, like it's so me and this relationship just, the universe brought it in my lap because of my mother. Um, She was actually creating a necklace for me that was regardless for my birthday and they ended up loving my podcast and my mission and my style. And they're like, let's design a jewelry club for you. So it's happening early this summer. So dope. If you guys are interested in purchasing, there's a little email list for either more information about the pod, jewelry, and then also I'll be having a newsletter launching this summer, website, all the things. And yes. Get it, girl. And I want us all to say, like, literally, regardless, we've got this because life is challenging. And I want you to know that I'm here for you. My guest speakers are here for you. And We've truly got this. We've got this in the bag um, through resources, support, wisdom, like guest speakers of, you know, Evan, Signe, and more. So thanks, guys. Cheers to you all. Thanks for listening to Regardless. I hope you've learned something from this month's soul conversation and will apply it to your very own syllabus. Join me next month for a new guest, a new tool, and a new perspective. If you found value in this podcast, please empower your tribe by sharing, leaving a comment, review, and or subscribe. Catch new episodes on the second and fourth week of every month on all major audio podcast platforms. For more information about my life and updates about the podcast, head to my Instagram at Skylar Sorkin and at RegardlessThePod. Thank you for tuning in to Regardless. Thank you for being vulnerable and talking about the uncomfortable. Now go kick some ass.